Mathilde Bia speaking. I'm a French architect specializing in reuse practices in the urban construction field. During this podcast, I'm going to share with you my experience of residing at the Villa Albertine 2023 in Portland, Oregon. The Donuts Day refers to the Donut Theory. It deals with urban planning, reuse, not recycling, by sharing life experiences, conversations, and personal thoughts. So yeah, I would say um, Portland was one of the first cities to have a climate action plan. Shen Wood, construction waste specialist, Bureau of Planification and Sustainability, City of Portland, Oregon. Of wanting to preserve our environment. So if you if you look at if you broaden out from Portland and look at the state, we have pretty unique land use laws that <clears throat> define what's urban what's rural and forest land. Um, and so every large city in Oregon has an urban growth boundary. And, you know, that's why you can leave Portland and be in the countryside hiking on trails in 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, so we're not a city that keeps expanding outward. We've decided to focus inward, have a strong downtown, increase density, around our transit lines, um, thus the mug. Um, and uh, it's, it's just part of the ethos of Oregon. It's one of the reasons I moved here from the East Coast was there was this strong ethic of environmentalism and uh, good urban planning. People move here because they're passionate about sustainability and the environment and livability. Um, and so I more than really most any other city in the country, that's what we're known for. And so it continues to attract like-minded people. In Portland, some people put me in touch with Mark Lakeman. He's an architect and founder of the Communitecture Agency, and he also runs several associations on the side, like City Reaper. He's the first person I've interviewed in Portland and he immediately puts me in the mood. I suggest you listen to what he said. Personally, um, my, own, my own background is that my parents came to Portland in the 60s and my father was hired to invent the, 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 the what is it, what is it called, the the division of urban design in the city of Portland. So he was brought here in order to help the city as a whole, as a municipality, develop a capacity, an intelligent capacity for guiding its, its growth and change processes. So basically I grew up with stories of all of these political struggles, like suddenly my father, who was an architect, um, was engaged in issues with politicians and other people of means and power to try to create the, the public spaces that are in Portland now um, that we didn't have before. So we were a very typical colonial city with you know, an abjectly 
vacant uh, perspective on our ecological impact. Um, you know, the idea of valuing materials, like materials would have an intrinsic value, had not arrived yet. It was just this kind of open-ended, very exploitive mentality that founded this city, like, you know, every other city of the American West was just driven by a desire for profit-making, really, and, and also some desire to escape from the old world and start some kind of new... I suppose it was utopian in some ways, like to found a new society con concurrently with the capitalism. Strange mix. But, uh, so our work in Portland uh, is in some ways was in many ways building upon the momentum of generations of people before us that have kind of evolved through a lot, like initially exploitive, initially utopian, but then with the advent of the 60s and 70s, the revolution of the time, um, a desire for freedom of expression and uh, a drive toward equality, and obviously feminism is in there kind of affecting everyone. Um, that culture of activism. So that started to be expressed in the way that public spaces were being developed in this city. And my father was very in instrumental in helping to catalyze those things. Even though he was an architect, he became very adept at working with political power um, so that he would help things just to, to happen. He didn't need to necessarily be designing things, but he was able to articulate like I mean, this is a thing that architects are always doing. You have to translate into the language of the client what it is that you see, you know, and, and back and forth. So the benefit for the city to have a great public square in the center would obviously be um, at least in part economic, but it would also be about our identity, and it would strengthen the, the connection between the, the, the civic culture, the commercial culture, and the community. So there would be a stronger connection. And anyway, those are that that contributed a lot of momentum to bring the present kind of dynamic younger culture. I'm not going to count myself as part of that younger culture, except I'm in it, mentoring and helping to guide it. Like I'm still involved as an elder, very intentionally, because I, I've always felt that activist cultures need elders to kind of provide continuity and uh, perspective, be a resource, but definitely not to control or not to dominate. I knew that Portland was famous for its concerts, but I was far from imagining that as soon as I arrived at my Airbnb, my host, Evan, would suggest that I go see a concert and discover a full and incredible music scene. So I decided with Pierre Roulet, who is a talented sound engineer working with me on my podcasts, uh, and unlike me, a true professional, we have chosen to include extracts from concerts that I attended. You can find links to discover these fabulous artists a little more intimately in the comments associated to the podcast. I don't apologize for visions. 
Okay, I'm going to call Arthur Perez, who is an urban designer and architect who works in San Francisco studio. And I would like him to clarify two or three points for me, particularly uh, on the deployment of cities on the public interest in initiating innovating projects, as well as their relationship with the nation, the role of private sector, etc., etc. Hello, Arthur. Hello, Mathilde. How is it doing? Yep, doing great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. Uh, actually, I'm driving a red pickup 33 feet long and 10 feet wide because the car rent company no longer had the model I had booked. So he offered me the choice of any from a fleet of huge pickups. So I'm feeling like uh, a, bit, uh, a bit overwhelmed. Well, uh, welcome in America, Mathilde. So, Arthur, could you introduce yourself, please? Yes. Um, so, I'm an architect and also an urban designer. I studied in France in both fields and practiced over there for several years. I moved to the USA in 2019, where I started to work in San Francisco uh, in urban design and strategy in California in Bay Area mostly. Well, in fact, to tell you the truth, I realized that the private-public relationship here in the US is very different from France. This has obviously had an influence on the way in which reuse practices has developed here in Portland. And so I need you to get a little information on your assessment on this given that you have spent a fair bit of time here and that you come from France. Yes. Um, so here in the USA, um, roles and missions can be very different from what we know in France. There are different forms of collaboration between private and public. Um, overall, the, the public authority has more of a regulation role in urban development, in addition to like building infrastructures and private stakeholders, developers, community uh, associations, like they are much more involved in city making. The way I look at it from an historical perspective is that the US cities developed themselves very quickly and spread so much at a very fast pace. So public authorities focus was more on like producing the infrastructure to like feed those huge organisms, which left the space for other areas of developments to a lot of private stakeholders. And today, urban renewal era apart, like there are only very rare cases of public agencies intervening directly in city making in the similar way we know in France. And instead they focus on like producing a large range of tools that will help them regulate. One thing that struck me is that Private stakeholders, and specifically developers, are much more knowledgeable and interested in the city and placemaking than in France. And projects can be influenced by a developer's attention to a specific subject or concern, like equity, sustainability, and reuse, could definitely be one of them. And since their role is so important, their concern about the project's integration in the neighborhood and the community is paramount. And they're eager to make a lot of efforts to make it successful. Also, 
American cities renew themselves at a much faster pace than European cities. Like wood frame structures are the dominant construction style, contrary to the European concrete standards, and the building in America is meant to last much less time. So I think there are much more opportunities for reuse, even though I would say it's not a general practice in the country. In 1961, the newly elected president, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, said, Ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Great thanks to Sean Wood, Mark Lakeman, and Arthur Perez, and the Portland-based music groups heard in this episode, Bevelers, Shane Lounge, aka My Dear Friend Shannon, and Tispur. This podcast is produced by Mathilde Billet, edited by Pierre Roulet, with the support of Ville Albertine.